Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. I am your host, Grace Scotto, and thank you for tuning in on this lovely Friday afternoon or whenever you decided to pick up your phone and listen to a podcast. Thanks for choosing mine. Um, I'm like really bubbly right now because I just saw, I was on TikTok literally right before I went to record, and I saw that Taylor Swift had released another name of her track. If you don't know, she's coming out with a new album. And track eight is called Vigilante Shit. (laughs) And I'm just getting so hyped for this album. She's released two names so far. Track 13, her fave number, and track eight. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just really excited. And I saw that right before I picked up. But yeah. Besides that, I have a lot of juicy stuff to talk about. If you are new here, I am a teenage podcaster who deep dives into mental health subjects and just kind of like life through a teenage perspective in high school and stuff. So yeah, thanks for picking me and deciding to deciding to listen to me. Deciding? I don't even know. Guys, I literally, I kid you not, just got home from school. Like, I came home, snuggled with my kitten for, like, five minutes at most, and then came right up here to record because I have a busy night. I have so much homework to do, so I, like, wanted to make sure that I had time to focus on the pod and stuff and record and, you know, get my homework done. And you're probably thinking, well, like, why are you in such a rush? Like, what's going on? And if you are listening to this on the day it came out, kudos to you if you are, September 23rd. Don't worry, darling. Just came out. Today's the release day. It is in theaters now. It is a psychological thriller starring Florence Pugh, my favorite actress, and Harry freaking Styles. My mom and I got tickets and we're going to a later show tonight at like 6.30. I have been trying to avoid social media at all costs because... I don't want any spoilers and I literally am going to go into this movie blind. I'm like nervous, but I am very, very excited. So I will let you know how it is. But yeah, I was like straight when I get home from school, I need to record and I have not had a coffee or a Celsius today. So like I'm running on empty. I stayed up till like 1230 doing homework. It has been a hell of a week and I'm on like two brain cells with no energy, but I am here and I am going to give you guys the best that I got as of right now. But like I said before I got sidetracked and started talking about Harry Styles, shocker, I did mention that this week was going to be a juicy episode and very, very like mental health based. And I know that's like the definition of my podcast, but I just have a lot to get off my chest and talk about. So yeah, every episode I try to make it a priority to talk about things that I am struggling with and I call them like my little mental health updates and I always categorize that as like part of the intro. So like I do my book of the week, quote of the week, blah, blah, blah. Um, I've actually done polls on my story on Instagram and I'm like, do you guys like when I do this? Which one's your favorite? And you guys really, really liked mental health updates the best. I know since I'm behind a microphone, it may seem like I have everything figured out, but I promise you that is not the case. 
struggling is normal and sometimes it's good to be vulnerable and open up about what you're going through versus keeping it bottled up inside, which can be very, very damaging. Um, but yeah, I just really wanted to preference that, preface, preface, preference, <laughs> you guys, it's going to be all episode, get ready, it's going to be a long one, um, no, but seriously, a lot of people sometimes, like, assume, like, I've heard it from others that, like, I have my shit figured out, like, the, I actually, someone told me the other day that my life is perfect, and I seem like I'm just, like, happy all the time, like, literally someone told me that the other day, and they meant it out of, respect and kindness like they were trying to it was a they were meaning it as a compliment but I just wanted to say like that is not true at all and if you had told me a couple years ago when I was in probably one of the worst spots mental health wise ever that I would have a podcast on how to cope and how to deal and not only that but sharing my stories and vulnerability online for others to listen I would have laughed in your face and called you crazy because it is, but I seriously try to talk about some things that I'm going through because I know it could be relatable for some of those who are listening, but also like, please remember that just because I'm giving advice and I'm saying these facts and I sound like I'm, I've got everything together, I don't, I don't, it's normal and it's, you're not going to have everything figured out. I don't think you can, I think by the even at age 100, like, you don't have everything figured out because life is constantly moving and changing, and it's just something that you have to adapt to. But it was funny because this past, well, actually, it was, like, last week, I had went to my old elementary school because my mom works there with my friend whose mom also works there, and we went to visit our old sixth grade teacher because we were, like, super close with her and, like, her favorite students. Don't tell anyone we said that. Um... And she, like, in- like introduced us to her class now, like, new sixth and fifth graders. And she was like, so are you still doing your podcast? And I was like, yeah, I am. Every Friday, new episodes. I'm like, I love it. And one of the little kids is like, so you're a doctor. <laughs> and I was like, I just laughed it off. I was like, oh, I am not even close to a doctor. And it was it was really cute. But. Yeah, please remember while you're listening that sometimes like the facts and information I'm giving, like, yeah, I've learned it myself, but some I do research and I talk to, you know, people who might get a better understanding, like my therapist. Um, I've talked to different people online, different influencers even. I've sent random DMs and I've actually gotten responses, which is crazy. But um, yeah, like I, life is like, constantly changing and like my life is still a work in progress like don't get me wrong I don't have everything figured out so keep that in mind but yeah it's important to share sometimes what you're going through because keeping it bottled up is just really not good for you but if I'm being honest these past two weeks have been extremely difficult for me my brain and my body is still adjusting to the new schedule of school And now the very big influx of work, I have had at least three to four hours of homework every night this week. Um, Part of the reason why I was up so late last night was because I was planning this podcast so I could come home and record, which I'm doing right now. So the plan worked, (laughs) Um, believe it or not, but just like a crazy amount of work, which really sucks. And 
they are seriously not kidding when they say junior year is the hardest of them all. Like, I could go ask any of my friends, and I'm pretty sure they would say the same thing. Um, I literally, I don't know what it is. It's like something's in the air, and it's just like, whoo, everyone's anxiety and just, like, stress levels have just been cranked up a notch. But um, my anxiety has actually been at the worst point it has ever been. Um, I mean, it's not the worst it's ever gotten, but it's pretty freaking bad, and I would consider it really high on the totem pole. Um, in total, over the past two weeks, I have had four mental breakdowns. People get the term mental breakdown confused. Some people will shed a few tears and say, like, oh, I had a mental breakdown. A mental breakdown is, like, this paralyzing panic, anxiety attack type of situation. It's not just shedding a few tears over a homework question or over a movie. Um, It's a very, very, very draining thing. And it definitely, like, sets me off kilter for a while. And I, like, have just not been feeling like myself recently. But from going to hardly crying over the summer to this is like a really big jump for my brain to comprehend. And we're like, whoa, what's going on? But school this year has just been very competitive for me. I have been feeling like I'm not good enough and criticizing my every move. If you stay caught up with the pod, last week I talked about my worries on how others around me perceive me and how I am so stuck analyzing my every move on a daily basis, like through their perspective, which adds to the anxiety. But I seriously don't understand why I've been like this. Like, I sit in class and I'm like constantly thinking, oh, they're looking at me like my, I didn't, like, my outfit that I wore today, I wasn't crazy of because it was freezing when I woke up and I was exhausted and just like, I was done. So I just threw on sweatpants and I just wasn't feeling very confident today. I was just wearing like a bleh outfit and I was sitting there like, oh my God, my outfit looks like shit. Like everyone probably thinks I look like a loser and you know, they're looking at me and they probably think I'm dumb and I'm quiet and I'm weird and just like these really, really mean and awful thoughts, which we will get into and how that connects with this week's theme. But it's seriously so critical and negative. And the next thing I want to talk about is mistakes because that ties in. If you didn't know, research suggests that regardless of the activity or task, humans make three to six errors per hour and on average, 50 errors per day. And if you can't take the hint, that is a lot of mistakes. And that means that they are normal. Making mistakes is a part of being a human. I know I have talked about this so many times and you must be sick of hearing me say it, but it's a genuine struggle. And I can sit here and say all this over and over that mistakes are normal and it's human. But when I make a mistake, that narrative is thrown out the window. I am so mean to myself. And this past week, because of my stress and anxiety, I just haven't had, like, a good view on my assignments or quizzes. And, like, I just didn't feel confident taking them or I didn't do good or, like, I just automatically assumed I would fail. And 
that led to me crying, isolating myself from my friends and family, and just overall being miserable. My confidence has also plummeted from this. I was honestly going to take a week off from recording, but I'm so glad I didn't because when I tell you that this podcast is like a better form of journaling, it is. But I'm this Wednesday, I have some stories to tell, but this past Wednesday was probably one of the shittiest days this week. Tuesday coming in a hot second. Um, Wednesday morning started off with me falling down the stairs, not at school, my own house. My flare leggings that I was wearing had gotten caught on my converse and I fell down the stairs. And like, I'm not being over dramatic when I say like, I fell like sis tumbled and I am covered in bruises and I was bleeding and like, that's just an awful way to start my morning. Like I'm so sore from falling down the stairs, which obviously like anyone would be but so that just wasn't a good start to my day and the night before I was up really night studying for this quiz I had studied and studied and studied and did good on the review and like I was like okay I got this like I worked really really hard and I went into school and took this quiz and I did really bad like I'm just gonna be completely honest I did really bad and that was like the final straw of my day because I just turned into my own worst enemy and my own bully I went to lunch and I was silent. I didn't say a word. I had my ear, my AirPods in, like listening to Coldplay, like the vibes were just off. And like my friends even like asked me like, hey, are you okay and stuff? And just like, it was just a really, really bad day. And that just led me to feeling like I like didn't deserve confidence and I just wasn't good enough. But when I do schoolwork or participate, I just feel like a burden. And I know that you guys are probably listening to this, like, where is the book of the week? Like, this is, like, really, like, trauma dumping. Like, girl, like, what is wrong with you? But what you might not realize is that these feelings are so valid for so many other students. Maybe even your friends. You just might not know that it's going on behind the scenes. And it needs to be acknowledged. Instead of sending positive affirmations out to the universe, they're negative. So, for example, going into quizzes or classes this week, I would say or think to myself, I'm going to fail or I'm not smart enough to be friends with them. This is one of the main inspirations behind this week's theme. And it's just taken a toll. And I have mentioned like very similar stuff over the past couple of episodes and I promise like, I want to make this a goal and this is something I want to work on and I'm sticking to my word and I will further explain how I plan on doing so. But my next struggle has been battling test anxiety. So test anxiety are just like participating in front of everyone. I am an introvert. That's me. Like I just, if you got to know me, and, like, I feel comfortable with you that I'm not, and I'll talk, and I'll hold a conversation, whatever. But if I have to participate in front of a class, my anxiety is off the rockets. Like, I just don't, I hate it. I hate it. I literally can't stand it. Some people love it and can make it look so easy, and others can't. And by others, I mean me. But I did say that Tuesday was second on the poll, like, the ranking for one of the worst days this week. 
And we were doing this game in Spanish where you had to like go up on the board and battle with people and you were on teams and whatever and you had to think on the spot. I can't think on the spot. I just can't. Like I knew the material that we were doing, but I just couldn't think on the spot because I was pressured. I was racing. It was against the clock against the clock and this person and like my team was depending on me and um I just like didn't score any points for my team the whole game. And when I was waiting for my turn and for everyone to go I didn't even realize that I was digging my fingernails into my hands. Little trigger warning. Um, I didn't even realize that I was, like, ripping my cuticles off my nails. Like, I was picking, like, digging, like, out of anxiety. And I didn't even realize it. And then the bell rang and we were cleaning up. And I looked down and my hands were covered in blood. And... I was just like, oh, no, 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 this is not good. I've had, like, you know, instances in the past where, like, I'll bite my nails or, like, I'll, like, put, like, I'll squeeze my shoulder maybe a little bit to the point where it hurts if I'm anxious, but, like, nothing really to that extent. Um, And I was like, okay, like, this is not good. Oh, no. And I, this past week I didn't have therapy. I have it next week, so I'm so excited to talk to Tina because we have a lot to catch up on, but. Yeah, I was just rough. So I talked about it with my parents. And I know I've never been extremely open on my podcast about antidepressants and medication. Um, That's because they're very personal for me. Like, I'm not going to tell you what antidepressant I'm on. Yes, I'm on one. I will be open about that in my experience with it. But I'm not going to tell you which one I'm on and what my dosage is. It's just not like you just don't need to know that. And although I did want to share that I will be increasing my medication dosage and not for attention or to brag, but not that it's a thing to brag about, but like sometimes I've seen people do that. It's insane, but just to bring awareness to the subject, you are not weak if you take antidepressants or medication dedicated to your mental health or emotional well-being. If anything, it actually makes you stronger because you were brave enough to reach out for help. I had to go to my parents that night and say, hey, like, my anxiety and my seasonal depression is getting a lot worse. And yeah, I was nervous. I didn't really need to be nervous. My parents are amazing and are here for me regardless of whatever, like anything. But it's still nerve-wracking and it's still, like, kind of a touchy subject, especially when you're struggling already. And that makes you so strong and brave. If you are able to reach out for help and get prescribed medication, there's nothing wrong with that. And the only reason why I brought this up is because so many people shame it. And I've seen like on Snapchat, like private story names, like antidepressants are for lightweights or therapy is for lightweights. And I'm here to tell you, pardon my French, but that is bullshit. That is so false and wrong and If you have been someone who has struggled with mental health and has been shamed about medication or just just a touchy subject for you in general, you're not alone. And if you need to increase your dosage, there is nothing wrong with you. Nothing at all. It's normal and you're human and you deserve to feel okay. And remember too, it's okay to not be okay. We can't feel perfect all the time. So when I was telling you guys the story about Wednesday and how I fell down the stairs, you can laugh now. It's okay. Um, And how I was like silent the whole lunch 
like during the whole lunch and like my friends were like, are you okay? I'm like checking up on me. I have the best friends ever. If you guys are listening, which I know most of you are, I love you all. Um, but I would just respond with, oh yeah, like I'm fine or I'm just tired. Those are my go-to. And I can bet a million dollars right now that you have said those at least once when you're really not fine or you're really not tired and you're lying. So I have created a little list to give you guys some ideas and just like bring attention to this. But here are some things to say instead of I'm fine. You could say things have actually been pretty rough recently. When you have space to listen, let me know and I can share more. I'm taking just I'm taking things just day by day. Small steps is what is helpful for me right now. Things have been better. I am trying to be patient through this season of life. I'm not sure how to put my feelings into words at the moment. It has been tough recently, but I appreciate you asking. I am not quite sure how to talk about it now. I appreciate your concern for my well-being, but I don't feel like sharing at this moment. I am not doing the best. I am open to talking, but I would prefer a listening ear versus a problem-solving session right now. When someone says that they are fine or tired, it usually means that they might feel like a burden, unable to find pleasure out of anything, are tired of faking a smile, feels physically sick to do anything, um, which can be caused by anxiety. If they say they're tired, maybe they're exhausted or tired of justifying having a mental illness, experiencing a sensory overload, and might have trouble articulating their feelings due to a sense of numbness and so much more. Check on your friends and do the same for yourself. And from what I was saying through everything that I was dealing with and my anxiety and fears and stuff, remember that school is so emotionally draining. And if you're feeling the same way, you're not alone. And before you think or say, Well, everyone has to go to school. Suck it up. Remember that others are dealing with issues of their own and it can build to be too much. After each day of school, like seriously congratulate yourself for getting through a long day and just for even getting out of bed because that makes you one of the strongest people ever and you should be so proud of yourself. But I think that's all I have for the mental health kind of update in my life um if you ever need anyone to talk to find a safe adult or someone trusted a friend my dms are open and let me know how you're doing remember that it's okay to not be okay and we all can't be fine all the time so um scroll back to the list that i mentioned of some things that you can say if someone asks you um and yeah and it's okay to be struggling right now whether you're a student in high school in middle school, you're an adult with a family, it seriously doesn't matter and you will be okay. And thank you all for listening. If you're still listening right now, thank you for letting me rant and vent about what I'm going on, what's going on in my life and what I'm going through. There we go. That makes sense. Form your sentences, Grace. <laughs> and um, just always listening and being so supportive. But Now that we've gotten that out of the way, which I do not regret spending all that time talking about it because it's so important, 
I'm going to be switching gears into our typical routine by talking about the book of the week. I just finished As Good As Dead by Holly Jackson. And oh my gosh, you guys, it's my favorite book. So if you don't know, and I talked about this last week, um, Holly Jackson has a murder mystery series called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, which is her first book. And then the second book is Good Girl, Bad Blood, and then As Good As Dead, which is the third and final book in the series. I just read the last book and it was mind boggling. It was seriously so good. My new favorite. It had the most interesting plot. Like while reading it, I was on edge. And I remember I it might have been Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I accidentally stayed up till like midnight reading and when I was like putting the book down to go to bed, I was like, oh, I have to pee. So I went downstairs to use the bathroom and I like ran up the stairs because the book had me like spooked and on edge. And I'm not going to give away anymore, but really you should read the series because it's so good and I loved it. The first book was a little like it started off cliche and at first I was like, mm, I don't really know about this. Like this is kind of like your typical teenage murder book, but like give it a chance and I promise you it gets so good. But now I'm currently reading Carrie Soto is Back, which is a new release by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I like haven't even opened it yet. So this is very new, but I will let you know how it is when I finish. But I'm, it's about a tennis player. And what's crazy is that her books connect. If you've been keeping up, I read pretty recently um, Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And Carrie Soto was featured in that book. So it's kind of cool to see the shift in her books and how characters you recognize from other pieces of literature like come into play. So yeah, those are the books of the week. I am so excited that the weather is finally getting colder, although it was not fun waking up this morning. I was shivering and miserable and did not want to get out of bed. It was it, when my alarm went off at 520. It was awful, but I can start to break out the fall apparel, which I'm excited for, and pumpkin spice lattes. So, yeah. I actually do have some really fun fall-themed episodes coming, so stay tuned. I'll probably upload one of them in October, but I just got some really good stuff coming. I'm so excited. So, get hyped and stay in tune. I don't even know what I was going to say. Stay with the pod. Hit the <laughs> hit the bell. Oh, my gosh. That's really annoying. Okay. Quote of the week, another little fave of the introduction. And the quote is, I am slowly finding peace and knowing I don't have to figure everything out at once. I could not find who said this quote, by the way, or wrote it, whatever. I couldn't find the author of it. But I think this is so fitting and absolutely perfect. I am the type of person who feels like they have to have everything done at once. Like, that's me right now. Like, having to go do all of my homework after this. Like, I just feel like I have to have everything figured out. Like, I I feel like I need to be able to tell the future so I can plan ahead. Like, I'm a very busy body and that's the type of person I am. But slowly working and realizing and incorporating into your day-to-day -day life is that small realization that, like, I don't have to actually know everything and that I can actually get a lot of peace out of not knowing and being present. And... That's something that I have to work on, and I'm sure you do too, but it's such an important thing. 
And I don't know, I really like that quote and I just thought that it was really fitting because with all the pressure in high school right now, I feel like I need to have everything figured out. And especially when people bring up like college applications and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to know everything and figure it all out at once. You have time and you will be okay. On to the main theme of this week's episode. So I know I have talked about intrusive thoughts way back in my episode about my journey with obsessive compulsive disorder, also known as OCD. It's crazy considering that that was my fourth episode and I am now on my 39th. This pod has seriously come so far. But another inspiration for this episode was actually one of the electives I'm taking this year in high school. I It's actually brand new. I am taking a class called self-care, which is basically how it sounds. It's a class on learning how to take care of your emotional and physical well-being, but it's like more mental health, which is like, that is my my stuff right there. Like, I love it. Obviously, if I didn't, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking into a microphone. Um, for example, we do like journal entries every, every day. Like today's journal entry was describe happiness and how you like what happiness is to you. Um, the other one. I think on Thursday was like list things that you're grateful for. Just so many amazing things. Today we meditated in class. It's just such a fun class. But one of the things we talked about was intrusive and cognitive distortion thoughts. So yeah. But before we get into that, I want to clarify. What is an intrusive thought? If a thought is disturbing and it's something you want to push out of your mind, it might be considered an intrusive thought. The thought feels hard to control and are typically repetitive and won't go away. The more you think about it, the more anxious you get and the worse the thoughts get and the more, like, the more they occur and the more they show up. So, my main focus with intrusive thoughts in this episode is how it connects with OCD because it is one of the biggest symptoms of obsessive compulsive disorder. So, OCD obsessions are repeated, persistent, and they are unwanted thoughts, urges, or images that are intrusive and cause distress or anxiety. You might try to ignore them or get rid of them by performing a compulsive behavior or ritual, and these obsessions typically intrude when you're trying to think or do other things, making your life really, really difficult. Sometimes trying to push them away only makes them worse. And some examples of them, trigger warning, trigger warning, big trigger warning for this one is fear of germs or contamination, fear of losing control and harming yourself or others, fear of losing someone, whether that's to death or cancer, something like that, intrusive, sexually explicit or violent thoughts and images, and excessive focus on religious and moral ideas. You guys are probably thinking, if you're someone who's never really struggled with this um, on the level of OCD, then this might sound kind of abnormal to you. And like, it's crazy. But I know I have a whole, a whole episode on this and my experience with OCD. But today I want to talk more on the intrusive thought aspect. So if you want to hear more about other things related to OCD, then go listen to that episode. But this is just more on the intrusive thoughts. So I have talked about my OCD experience a lot and episode four is actually one of my favorites that I've ever made. It was 
a really deep episode and I love it. But um, I struggled throughout, oh, I mean, I've struggled throughout my whole life, but through like fifth grade, I would say, to like middle school with the whole germs and contamination thing and washing my hands. And that was me falling into a compulsion. But once I finally got a hold on that and things were starting to get better around, I don't even know when, I, it could have even been at the same time, but I started to get intrusive thoughts. So um, these were triggered really easily. And to this day, they are still something that I don't like to talk about because I always used to think that I was a bad person for having them. They would be like wishing terrible things on people that I love. They would be triggered. I remember vividly that a Reese's peanut butter cup ad popped up and it was around Halloween time and it was like a mummy, a chocolate mummy. I don't even know. And that triggered me because I was like, mummy, oh, dead. And then I was like, oh, like I wish I was dead or I wish this person was. And just saying that out loud just makes me cringe and makes me feel awful because when I was younger, I didn't understand what was happening. And of course, like I would never, ever want to think about that to anyone. And I was so alone at that time because I was afraid to tell anyone. I was so afraid because I was like, what the hell? I feel like I'm, this is like behaviors of a serial killer before they go crazy. Like, this isn't normal. There's something wrong with me. But, you know, I would never wish anything bad on anyone or myself. Like, it was, it was scary as hell. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. It was horrifying. And it kept going on and on and getting worse and worse. I would actually start to pray when I would get one. I would say a prayer and I would be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't mean this. And I would just be like, please ignore these thoughts. I don't mean them. I don't know what they are and I don't know where they're coming from. And I thought that I was like a really evil person and I had this like dark evil side and I was going to become like a serial killer. But that was until like seventh grade. I'm pretty seventh, seventh, like eighth grade. And I Googled, I literally just put into the Google search bar, like I'm getting really nasty thoughts. Help, (laughs) like help me. Um, And this was around the time, too, where I was starting to learn more about certain mental health conditions. Like, I kind of started to know know about OCD and things like that. But I clicked on a lot of article links, and I read that this actually happens to a ton of people and, like, the very, like, similar situations. I know one of the articles were, like, the ones were, like, right, like, readers could write in and submit their thoughts on the article and one of the people I will never forget wrote in like yeah like I really related to the part where it was like praying after intrusive thoughts because I feel so bad and I would never mean them and I will never forget it was like eighth grade I was sitting in my bed it was like late at night and I just started crying like I just broke down because I had felt so much relief in that moment knowing that I wasn't the only one struggling and I wasn't alone and I seriously think that is one of the most amazing benefits of the internet. I know that's like such a big debate but seriously that saved me and helped me. 
So after trying to deal with it on my own and struggling, I decided to tell my mom. I was scared shitless to tell my mom and not because my mom is a mean person. She is the sweetest lady I know. I love her. Same with my dad. I love my parents. Love them with all of my heart. But it's still like I was even I'm like scared sitting here telling you guys right now on a microphone, even though I've talked about this before way, way back on another episode. So I don't know what what's going on. But um, I told her and she was like, oh, honey, like I get those, too. She goes, it's, it's normal. And, you know, obviously she, you know, we figured out like, oh, it's a little bit more elevated for me because it, you know, it was a part of my LCD, but intrusive thoughts at some extent are normal for everyone. And I was like, oh my God, like you're kidding. So she it was around Christmas time and she came home one day with this. She said, you got me an early Christmas gift. She brought in this little bag, and I was like, ooh, like, ooh, what I get for Christmas? And it was this green little bracelet. And I seriously, right now, I could pick it up right now. Like, I, it's right in my drawer next to me. And she was like, this is for when you get an intrusive thought. And what you do is you put the bracelet on, and it's like a stretchy bracelet. So you pull it back, you let go, and you just snap your wrist. It doesn't, I mean, it didn't hurt. It was just like a little snap, like, did not hurt at all. And it was to help you snap out of the thought in that spiraling, you know, shame that kind of came with it. And she got it at Wegmans, a local grocery store. And I was like, what the heck? Like, okay. I was not what I, I was expecting her to bring me up a new iPad. But, you know, that's like the definition of every tween. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I kid you not. It was the mental aspect of the bracelet, but it seriously helped me so much. It saved me. I, it's crazy to think that that kind of ugly green little bracelet from Wegmans helped me so much, but it's so true. And that's, you know, my experience with intrusive thoughts. Sometimes they come in every once in a while. It is not at the severity, I swear all episode I'm going to be doing this. It's not as bad as it used to be. Um. Holy stutter. Oh, I need to like take a deep breath. Let's rephrase. It's not as bad as it used to be. And I rarely get them anymore. And I was talking to my therapist about this a while ago, but I'm so proud of myself because I've come so far on my OCD journey with washing hands and intrusive thoughts, yada, yada, yada. But um, they're normal. And if you are someone listening right now who does have OCD and has experienced this, you are not a bad person. You are not going to be a serial killer. You are not destined to go to hell or whatever you believe in. You are okay. You are safe. The people around you are safe. And you're not alone. So, switching over a little bit, I'm going to be talking about cognitive distortion because it does connect with intrusive thoughts a little bit. (sighs) Talking about this in all its glory. That was sarcasm, by the way. So, Cognitive distortions are internal mental filters or kind of like this bias in our brains that create misery and fuel our anxiety to make us feel bad about ourselves. Our brains are continually processing lots and lots of information throughout the day. And to deal with this, our brain seeks shortcuts to cut down our mental burden. This is 
literally what we talked about for the past two weeks in self-care was cognitive distortion. So I like feel like I'm reading off my notes right now in class. This is awesome. But for most teenagers and students like me, we typically see this in our school or social life and even in sports, extracurricular activities, and academically. I am someone who depends on academic validation. I know it's not the best, but here we are. Um, So when my brain gets anxious for a test or I do badly, I twist the scenario and make it 100 times worse. For example, if I get a hard assignment, my brain immediately thinks, I'm going to fail. Like, I don't even know why I would bother doing this. I'm going to fail. This can be an example of a cognitive distortion. Same type of thing with relationships. If my friend is being quiet around me, I would like assume, and I still do, like, oh, like she must hate me or I'm a burden. It's all my fault. No one wants to be friends with me. Stuff like that. And I'm here to tell you, nope, maybe she's struggling with her own mental health. Cognitive distortions are creating unrealistic scenarios and jumping to false conclusions. And if I feel like I'm bad at something, then I must be bad. This kind of thinking can lead to extremely harmful and irrational decisions that can lead us to false judgments about ourselves and others and decision making. So what are some types of cognitive distortion? So all or nothing type of thinking which is like, I got to give it all or like, I'm not worth it, like nothing. Over generalizing and discounting to the positive, jumping to conclusions, for example. Oh, like my mom is taking like longer than normal to get home from the grocery store. There was an accident. Nope. Maybe she just got gas. Calm down. Oh, another one is mind reading. So like if you're in the doctor's office, an example would be like the doctor, uh, the doctor's going to tell me I'm dying. Like the doctor's going to give me the worst news right now. And that can also connect with another example, which is called fortune telling, which is like you can predict the future when you can't. It's just cognitive distortion. Peep it in. And magnification, which is making things seem catastrophic and minimizing emotional reasoning which connects to the car thing with the mom in the grocery store example that I gave. But cognitive distortions do not have facts. I can't make that clear enough. They are simply led by rash emotions that lead towards negative thoughts and thoughts that just try to harm our mental health. And it's very similar to intrusive thoughts now, these thoughts can look different for, for everyone. So, you know, I can't really give a, set, a perfect set example that might relate to you because I'm sure we've all had different experiences, but they are common. So how can we work on training our brains? Alternate thoughts. This was actually a homework assignment we had in our self-care class, but I loved it. So something you would say is actually... I work hard and I do well. I will do well on this test. And this is the idea of challenging the cognitive or intrusive thought with a counter argument. Sometimes you have to play the devil's advocate. And I have found with my journey with intrusive thoughts and cognitive distortions is that sometimes trying to push these thoughts away and ignoring them only makes them worse. Sometimes you just have to face them head on. So when my brain thinks like, oh, you're going to fail. No, like actually I work hard and I'm going to do well. Or 
you know, this intrusive thought, oh, like, I wish this person would fall off the scooter and get hurt. Um, like, I, I'm acknowledging your presence. Thanks for your input. But no, I, would, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. So when a thought, especially as us students, revolves around school stress or worries, accept them. And this is another great piece of advice. And I think this is another kind of, it's a little different than what I said, you know, before I was like, come up with alternate thoughts and play devil's advocate, but accept them. What I mean by this is ask yourself, so what if my worry does come true? What's the worst that will happen? And I think this fits more of the academic type of scenario with cognitive distortions. I mean, some intrusive thoughts can be a little bit more, you know, graphic and like detailed so this is more for students or if you're working or at a job whatever but if I'm worried about a test I assume it's the end of the world and it's so important and I want to work on just sitting back and thinking what's the worst thing that will happen will it be the end of the world like will I die no grace you will just have a bad grade in the book that won't matter in 50 years like seriously it's so important to a like face them because they'll keep coming back more determined and it won't help if you push them away and also play devil's advocate and challenge these thoughts because the more you do the less they will come so another important thing is understand that your feelings are valid and your worries are valid if you listen to these thoughts think of what will come out of them So if I have a cognitive thought and something that's distorted, it might be like, I'm going to fail this test. Now that you had this awful thought and you've put this bad narrative into your head, you're more likely to not study and you're going to prove yourself right. This is all about changing the narrative and convincing your emotions that you're capable of more than you think. And remember that although our brains are capable of a lot of amazing things, they can also play cruel tricks on us. Just because your brain bullies you doesn't mean that you're stupid. I saw this thing on TikTok and it was like, you don't really see yourself. And yes, your physical and emotional like flaws stand out to you. But keep in mind, like you don't know what you look like when you laugh to the point of tears. You don't know what you look like when you see a puppy. You don't know what you look like or, you know, you don't see your body language when you feel relieved and proud of yourself. Intrusive and cognitive distortion-based thoughts miss so much. They are black and white and have no gray area. So remember that. And these thoughts might just seem a little less impactful each time. I've been talking for a really long time and just rambling on and on about issues I've had and you know others so let's end this episode on a positive note because I feel like we could all use one and if you're having a stressful time in school you will be okay so some affirmations that are really good to repeat especially when those thoughts creep in are I am enough I am worthy I am loved I love myself and I deserve the good things in life And with that, I am going to end this episode. But thank you all so much for listening. And remember that if you are someone who struggles with cognitive distorted thoughts or intrusive thoughts with OCD or in general, understand that you're not alone. 
And actually, a lot of people are going through this right now. And you'll get through it. Um, the answer might not always be easy. Maybe you should go get a bracelet to help you like I did when I was younger, but you never know. And the most important thing is that you're taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself because life is too short. And I'm going to take that with me and I'm going to listen to my own advice. And I'm going to do some homework, but then I'm going to give myself a break and go watch Don't Worry Darling with Harry Styles and get some rest this weekend and take care of yourself. All right, guys, I will catch you all next week. Thank you all so much for listening and I will talk soon. Bye.